you? How the devil are you? How the playing devil avocado are you? I am all right. I've been better and I've been yes. a lot worse. And I feel like I've come out of what they are calling a super car, but we can get to that later. Get to that later. Don't give away all our, our trade secrets. Mm. Um, for in this um, episode of Playing Devil's Avocado, we are going to talk about said super cold. Yeah. Because it's because it's the turn of what hurts now. We've got um, a follow up, a follow up, Claire, follow and up. it's a follow up. The follow up's about laundry stuff again because oh, um, it was so successful last week. <laughs> I got um, everyone talking. We've got Culture Club. Yes. We've got a segment that sometimes rears its head. What gets my goat? Ooh, yes. That's all. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we've got Snack Attack, Snack Attack, Snack Attack. And there's probably going to be a big question. Yeah, I feel like there's lots of things in there for everybody. There's something for everybody. So let's start right now with... We've had sunshine in Sydney for about two days. Yes. Apparently, the big rain's coming back. Yes. It's rain-mageddon is on its way again. Yes. So we've managed to dry our houses out, Claire, but everyone is just so sick of the dusty, musty, damp... Humidity, mould, ugh. Are you struggling? Are you suffering? I am. And, you know, it's so, like, I didn't think that we... I thought we got away without the mould and then I was in the bathroom and this big blob of mould dropped out of the air filter thing in the um, seat. Right. And I was like, Disgusting. Right, that's nice. That looks can like I tell, something to be... Can I tell you something? And it's quite gross, but I'm, I discovered it's not just me. Mm. My toilet bowl is like literally grows mold in the, it won't be there in the morning and then in the afternoon there's mold on the toilet bowl wow why is that yes. does that mean you'd think they'd always be damp so they'd be used I don't to know. it by now i don't know but somebody else i know let's call her my sister not moira um <laughs> is having the same issue wow so it's the not sinclair just toilets <laughs> Sinclair toilet problems um so there was a story on the daily mail which um Gave some advice about what to do with the musty smells. Mm. Do you want to quickly hear them? I'd, nothing I'd like more, Lisa, really, really. Lighting yeah. a candle in each room. I'd do that anyway. Do that anyway. You know, the thing with that, though, is that then you get formaldehyde poisoning and die. So you've got to be careful. Unless they're, unless they're soy candles. Yeah, but you're, still, you're not supposed oh. to have them without having good ventilation because it's not Ooh. good for you to breathe it all in. Anyway, oh. just saying. Okay. I them Using a de of course, using a dehumidifier. Yes. Well, that's all very well. If you can get one, can you buy one for love nor money in Sydney? No. Everything's sold out. Good Plans business online. idea. Let's go and buy yes. some cheap ones. And Dehumidifiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Running the aircon nonstop. Now, have I talked already about how I discovered the, the dry dehumidifier one. on the mm. air? Yes. Mm. Good idea. It does make a difference. Yes. Keeping I... your windows open all day is another one. Oh, but then you get the rain in sometimes if it rains I know. sideways. Sorry, I thought you were, you were going to say something about your aircon. I was going to say my aircon, sometimes if it's really humid, it then spits water back into the room, which is oh, nice. So um, that really would defeat the purpose. Or It would. Yeah. And then people are taking their items outside to dry in the sunshine, which is all well and good if you've got sunshine. And also if it's not um, tomorrow when it's going to be pissing down with rain. 
That's right. And there's lots of ideas about clove oil and vinegar and water in bottles and you spray them and mm. it's meant to meant to clean things as well. But honestly, I'm over it, aren't you? I'm really over it. Also, clove oil reminds me of dentist appointments because it smells yes. like dentist to me, so I can't yes. wear it. Um, no. Yeah, no, I'm really over it. I'm just over, as I think we've said before, about bloody drying your washing and I've had to have the heater on to dry things under the heater because that's the only way it will dry things. I know. And then you're just so hot, like it's like, yeah, I can't breathe. Ugh. But anyway. It's not good know, for menno ladies, is it? It's not good for us. Like, we get a little warm as it is. <laughs> uh, well, look, it's that stuff's all a bit gross and stressful, but something that is apparently really nice, Claire, yes. that you sent me yeah. is... Well, there's two things here. First of all, um, we are cancers and we are water signs, yes. right? So um, by our very nature, we like staring at water and being near the water. But apparently, while we all think that being in green spaces, they're going, getting pot plants and having them everywhere or going and bathing in forests and all that stuff, um, are supposed to sort of de-stress us. Apparently, there's just as many benefits from being in water-based environments known as blue spaces. So us Cancerians have been right all along. You need to be by mm. the ocean because it immediately relaxes you and heals you. So Now, isn't that good? I had a question. Mm. It is good. I did have a question. A lot of water's brown. Yeah, I know. I don't know whether blue means the actual colour or whether it means the, mm. the theory, you know, the the, the idea of yes. water being no blue, you know. Okay. Yes. Because when I went, I was in Brisbane for, you know, quite a long spell last year and we stayed on the river mm. and I loved it. But that river is very brown, as is the river in Melbourne. It's a very yeah, brown, it's brown river. It is brown. I, I as is the Thames. Brown spaces doesn't have the nice ring to it, though. So maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's simply that blue sounds nicer. So apparently it's good for us because large bodies of water have less air pollution. So there's actually a tangible, physical, environmental benefit to being there. But also because you're often, if you're near bodies of water, you're doing something active often. That's helpful as well. You're walking by it. Yes. You know, yes. actively you can't staring help yourself, at it. Can you? No, you can't. And yeah. um, apparently, being near blue spaces, so, and I presume they mean water when they say that mm. in all of these cases. So, whether it's brown, blue, green, algae mm. filled. Mm. Um, if after three weeks of doing this test with people in this, um, research body they said that um three weeks after they started that people were significantly improved their well-being and mood responses to people who walk near them so they have an edge over green spaces because water has a more physiological psychologically restorative impact than green spaces so yeah it's like you just get all calm you get all you know tranquil um, I wonder, though, if you're watching, you know how um, the other day in Sydney there was like a king tide and, and all the beaches got washed away. Mm. And, like, if that's restorative or if that's just plain scary. It's quite um, compelling, though, isn't it? You I can't stop watching. And that whole mm. thing about um, tides is quite interesting, isn't it? And very kind of hypnotic, watching waves mm. in and out. So they say you should oh, yes. go to a blue space regularly once a week for one or two hours at a time, if you can, to reap Very good. 
Well, that's a lovely thing to do. And do you know what else was lovely last week, Claire? No. I went to get my coffee down the road and went to pay and they said, oh, that's free for you today. I said, why is that? And they said, oh, we have a customer who comes in every so often, gives us 50 bucks, and says, use that to pay for everyone's coffee oh, until it runs lovely. out. It was lovely, pay Claire. It, it was the forward. most... Oh, my God. It made my day. And then the next day I went into the office and I went to the coffee shop and they said, oh, you've got a free coffee today. And I said, oh, have I? Why? And they said, oh, remember we charged you for a large one and you should have had a small one. And I said, yeah, but it doesn't matter. And they went, no, no, free coffee today. Aww. So I got a free coffee that day. Next day, I went into the office, Claire, and the <laughs> content coordinator, let's call her Anna, she said, do you want a free coffee? I said, yes. And she had a pallet of free coffees. I said, why did you get them? And she said, because they got the order wrong, so they just gave me these. Wow. And one of them was my coffee. Wow. So I had three, three days in a row of free coffee, Claire. And that I cannot is... tell you how excited I was and still am about that. No, I think you can, and indeed you just have. <laughs> yeah. I love those things where people pay it forward in shops. Love it. I wish I um, was kind of nice that enough person. to do that. <laughs> yeah. It sort of has inspired me too, but I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> it's always really inspirational until you have to go and do it. But yes. I think I Somebody, will do it. Go on, do it. Hmm. Somebody once, um, when when you had to pay cash on the bridge, the Harbour Bridge, oh, the toll road, the car in front paid yeah, for us. that's nice. And I, that was fun. And I have done that thing where you give your parking ticket to someone, you know, your parking oh, yes. thing to somebody. Yes. Um, Can't do that anymore. They've ruined that, haven't they? Well, they've got the number plate yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. Ruined it. Doing that. Love doing that. But yeah. I'm not as nice a person as the people who give $50 for coffee, but that's lovely. I would love to be a mysterious benefactor. It's very Bridgerton, isn't it? <laughs> it is very Bridgerton. <laughs> Well, I'm sad to hear that you're not going to do it because that would make you lovely inside and out. Oh. Something that makes you lovely outside, Claire, this is a segue, yes. is having good skin. Oh, so is it a beauty spot, beauty spot, it's beauty spot? It's a beauty spot, spot beauty <laughs> spot, beauty spot. Yes, well, I don't necessarily have good skin at the moment because I have said super cold, which we will refer to shortly. But um, I was reading the story in the Sydney Morning Herald and I just thought that it was a very interesting piece about the secret to youthful skin and it comes down to three things, Lisa. Do you know what they are? I do because I've read this article and I've actually got this book. But anyway, continue. <laughs> it is SPF, Jeans yes. and Money. Who says this? So this is um, Philippa McGuinness who wrote yes. Skin Deep, The Inside Story of Our Outer Selves, which is out now, which I've read that book. Well, I've seen it. I haven't read it all. But apparently she says... <laughs> Seeing it doesn't count as reading seen, it. I've I just make that clear. That. I've seen that. I've seen <laughs> War and Peace as well, haven't I? <laughs> Um, so I was um, reading it and it says sunscreen is your friend if you want younger looking skin um, so you just have to slap it on because it, you know obviously there's no reason why you especially in Australia on, especially in Australia then genetically also if you have less mel melanin in your skin you need um, to put sunscreen on as well but but it also means that you are more susceptible to aging. So if you have darker skin, you um, have more collagen and elastin often. So you have fewer lines and wrinkles. So if you have a background that um, comes with a darker skin colour, you are much luckier in terms of your ageing. And also if you're pale and, you know, if you've got redhead 
red hair or whatever, you can also be subject to a lot of sun damage. And then money, while you can get really good skincare, as we have previously discussed on this podcast, things like The Ordinary and stuff have made really good scientific skincare quite cheap for everyday Mm. use. Um, to get like actual skin treatments like dermatologists and things like that to get rid of scarring or you know like if you have to have a skin cancer cut out and then have plastic surgery to cover that up all that sort of stuff costs a lot of money a dermatologist is really friggin expensive as I told you it's a lot of money to, yes. to stand there to watch a man not look at you but yes <laughs> Um, it's really expensive so and also you also need to spend money to buy the time to have self-care so like if you want to eat well sleep well um, get massages get facials all of the things that that you know reflecting your skin often they cost a lot of money so it's very true you need money good genetics and a lot of spf to have good skin Alrighty, and i always thought don't you have to drink lots of water and water Yes, yeah. and um, yes. water is free though, so it's not. Yeah, you know, oh, she might. Yes. She might. She might. You should also probably say water. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that update, Claire Isaac. <laughs> um, that was beauty spot. Yeah. Now, let's do a bit of what hurts now. Um, well, I've had the super cold. Yes. I'll explain what the super cold is for those of us who haven't had it yet. <laughs> it is a cold that is mimicking the symptoms of COVID, the bastard. So you think you've got COVID, you get... What a bloody sneak. You do. I know, honestly. They're so fucking sneaky, those colds. So I just felt absolutely terrible. Um, itchy throat, hot, um, you know, sneezy, really bad headache. Quite fatigued, weren't you? Quite fatigued, yes. And so I thought, oh, here we go. I've got COVID and I've been to my mum's. I'm going to give it to her. So I did a rat, nothing. Did another rat, nothing. Did another rat, nothing. And yes, indeed, I did another rat, nothing. And I was like, this is so stupid because I'm absolutely, obviously got COVID. Because also, Omicron, one of the symptoms is night sweats. So all middle-aged ladies, beware. (laughs) Um, But I was like so hot at night. And I haven't had night sweats since I went on HRT. So it was like, oh, this is obviously... And I had fever, like I was dripping with sweat throughout the day. It was disgusting. But no, it was just the super cold, which is pretending to be COVID and is sweeping the nation at the start of winter. Um, And it's only now that I feel better and now my husband's got it. But of course, for him, it's the worst super cold he's ever had. You know, like the the world is ending. He's got man COVID, man cold. Um. And, you know, can't lift a finger in the house to do anything. Oh. But, but lie around looking wan. <laughs> Bless him. Bless him, I poor know, little lamb. I know. I know. But, oh, um, dear. Yeah, so be, beware the super cold. And also don't waste all your rat tests on it or whatever because it's just not going to show up. So no. I went and got a PCR test in the end because I was so convinced that they were lying to me. Mm. Didn't show up. Still no. Either. No. So obviously I didn't have COVID much as I tried to have it. I didn't have it. <laughs> Not just you really, really kept willing it on. Yeah, well, I just wanted to know that I could take seven days out of the office. (laughs) 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 Um, Got my goat, though, Lisa. Got your goat, didn't it? You know what gets gets my goat, Claire? I'm sure you're going to tell me. (laughs) 
Well, ha. So get a little note through the door a few days before last weekend saying, just to let you know, we're having a 21st birthday party and um, there will be music, but, and this was the wording, um, I will aim to bring it down to an appropriate level by 12.30 and bring the party inside, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that got my goat because it's Stay like music away. off at 12. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the law. Plus, he accompanied it with one of those kinder sticks. Oh, I hate it when they do that. Bribery. You know what? But if you're going to bribe me, where's my wine? Lint balls at least. Lint balls at least. But honestly, <laughs> if you're going to keep me awake, where's my wine? Yes. So anyway... I went out shopping with my sister, got home at half three, party started. Already? Yes. Mm. Boys in the garden, shouty, shouty, shit. Oh, shouting the C word, shouting the fuck word, like oh. honestly carrying on. Then the music started, Claire. <laughs> they had a proper sound system, right? It went on for nine hours. Wow. And it was and the noise, Claire, I cannot, it was like being in a nightclub for nine hours. All the neighbours were going absolutely ballistic. Mm. And then, because this is two doors down, the neighbour in the middle texts me and she said, one of them has just pissed off their balcony <gasps> into my garden. Oh, my God. And this is so young people today, Claire. <laughs> this is young people today. I couldn't believe it. Gosh. You know, who brings up their children to piss off families for a start? Who does that for a start? And the house, right, there's two young people living in it because their parents have rented them the house, probably a $2 million house, you know, Mm -hmm. or just rent the kids a house. They fucked off to, you know, northern New South Wales to live. So they're effectively leaving the community to teach their children how to be decent individuals. Yeah, it's not on, is it? I couldn't, couldn't believe it, Claire. Also, like, don't, like, go and live with young, other young people doing young people's things in the young people's suburb. Yeah, Yeah, in an old lady's lady's neighbourhood. To old lady Lisa, who just wants her peace and quiet. Also, did you call the police? Yes, everybody called the police. And the police were like, oh, we've got bigger priorities. Um... But the pissing into your garden is actually a criminal offence and they went, oh, that's not on. And we're like, oh, really? Um, <laughs> we could have told you that. But the whole street's in uproar and, um, yeah, nobody's can't happy. You, can't you just get the real estate agent to chuck them out? Well, I think it's a first offence. Mm. So I think they've been warned. Right. Well, they should be warned. Should be warned. Look, I, um, hate, I hate young people, but I, I can remember being one and, you know... I remember having parties myself. Although, for my collection, <laughs> no one pissed off anything. Although, having said that, I probably can't remember because I was probably drunk. No, I agree. And I try not to be too cranky old lady about it. I went down to talk to him the next day, but he, apparently he was so... He couldn't get out of bed for two days. <laughs> and I spoke right. to his And I spoke to his mates and I said, were you at this party last night? And they were like, no, no. And I said, honestly, it's pretty disgraceful when you start pissing off people's balconies into, into yeah. gardens. And the mate just started laughing. And I said, oh, do you think it's funny? He said, yeah. I said, oh, I think it's actually disgusting. And he went, oh. He said, haven't you ever been to a party? I said to him, I've partied far harder than you ever will. (gasps) Oh. Oh. How dare he. How very dare you. How very dare he. Call me when you've been up for two days, mate. (laughs) Call me. 
say when you've been to Ibiza for, you know, a long weekend? <laughs> Call me when you've been to Glastonbury. <laughs> of the word party. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Call me when you've been at the second summer of love. <laughs> huh? making Having me it tired. Me tired just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I, can I just say, I was up till 2am on Oxford Street on Thursday night. Yeah. Like, I know how to party. And how did you feel on Friday morning, Lisa, when you I called me? Absolutely. I felt absolutely brilliant and perfectly fine to work. Thank you, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Anyway, let's move on from that to a bit of Culture Club. Culture Club. Culture Club. I've been watching some movies. Yes. On the... um, Netflix and Apple TV scenarios. Yes. Um, because, of course, the Oscars were around and everyone was talking about movies. So I watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is the one... Oh, yeah, where'd you watch that? It's on Apple, I believe, or maybe Amazon. Is it? Apple, yeah, I think so. Oh, OK, I've um, And it's the one that Jessica Chastain won the Oscar for. She plays Tammy Faye Baker, who's the wife of Jim Baker, and so they're the te- tele-evangelists. Um, she's amazing in it. It's really fun. It's a really fun movie. It's um, just as you imagine it would be. It's really sort of 80s, larger than life, you know, terrible makeup, terrible makeup. Um, and just a sort of a really good story about how through it all she actually had a heart and she was actually a really decent woman who was really on the side of the the gay and lesbian community back in the day when they were getting absolutely slammed for being you know, the the reason that AIDS existed in the world and, you know, everyone, ha- you know, that they were being sort of fire and brimstoned and she was, like, kind of saying, actually, I feel like they need some support and love. She's actually quite sweet and it was actually a really good film. I enjoyed it thoroughly. My husband, not so much, but, you know, he probably thought it was a bit too silly. And then I watched Coda, which is the other end of the scale, which is that beautiful movie where um, the, the deaf family have... The- Can you hear me? Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, you just look like you were... You just <laughs> Maybe you just don't give a shit. <laughs> um, Coda. <laughs> you just look like you were so blank. I was like, she's either not hearing me or she doesn't care. Um, which is the one about the deaf family who have the, the hearing daughter who sings really well and um, she wants to go off and go to Berkeley to sing, um, but they have just started a business with her in their fishing town. Um, and it's beautiful. Um, I didn't think it was necessarily worthy of an Oscar. I didn't know that it was any different to any other kind of coming-of-age movie we've ever seen in our lives, but it was very sweet and I cried. So that's, you know, hey. You know. That's all you need, isn't it? That's, That's all, all you, you want. Need, yeah. um, I have been listening to the Martha tapes, and that is spelled M A R F A. Yes, the Martha tapes. That's in like, so the place in California, wherever it is, is it? The place I believe in Texas, which yes. I'm obsessed with yeah. and very desperate to go to. Have you been to Martha? Mm-mm. No, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's very hard to get to. It's this remote town that um, this artist moved to and sort of created this bohemian community. So it's now very arty and bohemian and fabulous and i believe prada has a has a shop there yeah it's like it's um but it's really quite a, a trek to get there so i don't know if i live anyway until then 
I've been listening to the Marfa tapes, which is Miranda Lambert, who's the country singer. Yeah. Um, and she's doing a she's done a collaboration with Jack Ingram and John Randall. And they're these songs that they sort of recorded in the desert and there's a bit of chatting and there's sort of fires crackling and the most lovely music and it's all sort of very evocative and makes... It's absolutely lovely. And there's also a documentary that goes with it, which I haven't watched yet, which might be on Prime or Disney, one of those two. Right. Um, Oh, actually, I think um, Thingo is on Disney now that I think of it. Eyes of Tammy Faye. There you go. Sorry. I I think it is as well. I agree. I agree with you on that matter. (laughs) Yes. Um, so anyway, the Marford tapes, it's really lovely if you like a bit of sort of alt country, lo-fi music. It's really nice. Yeah. And I think you've read a book, have you? I have. I read Love and Other Puzzles by Kimberly Allsop. Now, she's an Australian journalist. So she's not Kirsty Allsop? No, she's not. From location, location, location? she's not. She's an Australian woman, and it's it's about an Australian girl who... um, tries to get an interview for her local paper with, like, the host of Morning TV by pretending that she knows her and hilarity ensues. But also there's this sort of underlying story of her and her partner splitting up and her mum, sort of a crazy kind of life, as a family life. And it's just, um, you know, it's one of those really nice books that you start reading and it's just so lovely and and warm and cosy to read but it's not too twee it's it's quite sort of there's a bit of an edge to it um and it's australian so i always like it when they're on the bus in newtown and stuff like that it makes me feel seen by writers in australia it sounds very sweet actually and who is is kimberly also i've never heard of her um she's a journalist i'm just going to look it up because i i felt like i knew her or i knew of her i think you i think you're thinking of kirsty also no (laughs) (laughs) i love i just really love that show so much no she's the she's been an insider in the publishing industry for many years apparently okay um oh she does that meet cute podcast which is about rom-coms so she if you you love a rom-com you've probably already heard her podcast oh i have i have not heard Mm. of it but i love a rom-com so i will check her out thank you it came out at the end of january this year i just stumbled across it because someone else said it was good i think i might have even seen it in a magazine and thought oh i'll read that and i actually really enjoyed it i'll put the cover in the pdas which is our facebook group if you Please. like. I would like. Okay. Thank you very much. Mm, okay. <laughs> well, moving on, room. Claire. <laughs> moving on, Claire, as yes. we do, let's talk about one of your favourite subjects, which is sleep. <laughs> I have nothing, nothing like more than trying to work out what is yes. the best time to go to sleep, how yes. much sleep you need, how to get better sleep. All of the above. I read this article you sent me and it was quite interesting. I it's a simple science. It's a science about how much sleep you need, right? So basically yeah. they say you need nine hours or seven and a half hours of sleep because you sleep in 90-minute cycles. Mm. So it's one of those, it's really tricky to explain, right? So we sleep in 90-minute cycles and if you wake up in the middle of one of those cycles, it's really hard to wake up. So if you wake up at the wrong point in a cycle, even if you've had a whole night of sleep, you're still going to feel drowsy the next day because you've interrupted your own So the whole eight-hour sleep thing is actually wrong. Well, it is because you have to have either seven and a half or nine. You can't have eight. And that's – 
it's so interesting because I've always needed nine hours sleep. There you go. So you, always. you knew that. So I don't feel right unless I have nine hours sleep. Right. Well, I was. I probably have seven and a half then. I probably think, that, mm. you know, at, at a pinch. <laughs> so our yeah. sleep cycle is made up of 65 minutes of normal sleep, 20 minutes of REM sleep, you know, the rapid eye movement sleep, which is that deep sleep, and then five or five minutes of non-REM sleep. So if you get all that, um, then you you have the different 90-minute cycle. So to work out when you need to go to bed, you just have to work backwards yeah. from when you want to wake up. And that's a really hard thing to do. And it's really hard to take hour, like 90 <laughs> minutes off. So I understand why people can't do it. No. Um, so And also it's really tricky to do it. So people are sort of joking online. It was on TikTok, this whole thing, and they were saying, if I have to do that, I'd rather just be tired all the time if I have to work it out. So you just have to kind of go, okay, if I want to get up at 8 o'clock in the morning, three hours, which is two sleep cycles, is 5 a.m. Three hours from 5 is 1 a.m. or 4 a.m. You've lost me already. You've yeah, just lost me. You just have to go backwards like that. Yeah. So 19 my, minute blocks is the secret. So if you. My have, ideal yeah. is, like, the best I feel is go to sleep at 11, wake up at 8. Well, that's nine that is, hours, so that's Yes, fine. nine hours. Yeah. That's my natural, like, natural way. Like, yeah. sleep at 11 and then I'll wake up at 8. All right. Well, I think you, you're mm. onto something. Now, let's do, um, let's move on from sleep to the other great thing that we love, yes. which is eating. Ooh, eating. Yeah. eating. I have been cooking hey, in the kitchen. Hey, good looking. Good looking. Wow. wow. You got, you got cooking. Cooking. <laughs> I have made Nigella's lemon chicken risoni. Oh, it's just, there's so many words there that I love. It was so delicious. So it's, it's like on, a one pot wonder. One pot it? wonder, whole chicken, leeks, carrots, um, tarragon, loads of lemon zest and juice, yeah. garlic. You let it all bibbly bobble away for a while in the oven, mm. and then you put in the risoni for half an hour, yeah. and then you just have this lovely joy of lemony, garlicky, chickeny yum yums. <laughs> and that's the kind of thing that she would actually say about it too. So yes, you know. yes. Yeah. It's interesting though because it's very similar to another Nigella favorite of mine, which is called her praised chicken. Yeah, that's the one that her um, mum was her mum's favorite yes, one, isn't it? Yeah, that was her yeah, mum's yeah. favorite one, which is an absolute winter staple in this household. Mm. But it's funny because it's quite a similar recipe. But in Nigella world, you can never put the lid on. You always have to clamp the lid on. Clamp oh. it, Claire. Oh. Clamp the lid on. What so Both it these doesn't jump up and down or let steam? It doesn't up. mean anything. It just means put the put the lid. Oh, actually, right. she's just she's you're not literally getting a clamp and clamping I was it. Thinking what? Just just to <laughs> a phrase. Oh. Clamp the lid on. Oh, bless her. Um, and also, you haven't got anything. You haven't cooked anything. Is that right? Uh, I know I have, but nothing of anything anyway, interesting. No. <laughs> well, okay. Fine. What about a little bit of snack attack? Snack attack. Snack attack. Snack attack. Snack attack. Mm. I, you know what? I've been, I've been, um, I've been stocking an... up on those Aldi um, eggs. So if you've been trying to get any, I'm really sorry because I've probably bought them all. Well, this is an Easter themed snack attack. Yeah. Um, because I have tried the Ferrero Collection caramel crisp dark and milk chocolate wafer eggs with caramel filling. Well, they sound they... amazing. 
Oh, that's so amazing. You know, it's funny because I are... was a big fan of Easter eggs in terms of like once I got past about, you know, 19 and my mum stopped buying them for me or whatever. But I actually <laughs> I actually have this resurgence of delight in Easter eggs in my I think it's age. too many. Yeah, I think maybe. it's little mini ones that yeah. do it, aren't they? Those little Anything small does it. Um, the mini Turkish delight ex- ex- oh. excellent as well. Yeah, but you have to like Turkish delight, which I do. But lots of people mm. don't. And so they're always the ones that they leave if they get the mixed bag of Easter eggs, which is always good for those of us who like the the Turkish light ones. Yes. Um, also on the subject of Easter, Claire, yes. you and I have been pontificating for about 10 days now, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Because we want to go for a seafood bus buffet yeah. on Easter Friday, Good Friday. And it's just torturous, isn't it? Sending each other, what about this one? No. <laughs> what about this one? No. Well, no, it looks like an RSL. Yeah. No. Well, they're expensive. It, they are expensive. Even if they are expensive, people still book them really far in advance. And we're so stupid we didn't do it. And now we can't no. get anywhere that we want to go. Now we're panicking. We're panicking. <laughs> and then there's one place that does them, but it's not doing lunch. It's only doing dinner. And so... That would be a 5.30 dinner and both of us like, no, too late, must be lunch. Um, <laughs> we're very exacting. So I don't know if it's actually going to happen at this rate. but no, no, um, Which is a shame. I mean, it's just, it just would be such a nice thing to do and so luxurious. And in the um, magazine world in which I work um, at the moment as well, often you don't get Easter off because it's a public mm. holiday and we have to work a lot of public holidays. But you do get Good Friday off because... That and Christmas Day, I think, are the two days of the tree. year that you, yes, you have to have off. Yes. So it will just be like the most beautiful thing to do. Going well, let's lunch. do it, Claire. Let's sort it out. Come All on, right. we must. All right. Well, let's, All let's, right. let's let everyone else Let's make a decision. <laughs> oh, um, well, first, no, I've got a big question. Oh, yes. I've got to finish up with a big, a big question. question. So this came about because um, I went to. Um, I went to an awards ceremony last week. Mm. And Did you I win t- any awards? Oh, I don't, I don't, Claire, that's not, that's not why I brought it up at all. <laughs> that's not why I brought it up, Claire. <laughs> and we sort of, um, me and my boss lady got gussied up. She's very good at getting gussying up, getting gussied up. Um, and we went to the awards ceremony and then afterwards we were sort of like just, you know, we had our shoes hurting our feet because you know you haven't been dressed up in two and a half years and all that stuff anyway and then it got onto the conversation of you know being back at work is so exhausting having to get dressed and put makeup on and wear your bra yeah and she was telling me that someone she knows is so like horrified at having to wear a bra again that they get the lift and they get the lift down to the car park and they're in the car um, and they're taking their they're taking their bra off in the car. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even wait to get home. <laughs> Which kind of, wow, I thought, that. oh gosh, that's risky. Yeah, um, get pulled over. But you, yes. Well, I mean, they, she's not naked. She just hasn't got a bra on. It's, <laughs> that's you know. true. That's true. Anyway, how the big question I have for you is: yes. How soon after you walk in the door does your bra come off? Well, I don't give a shit about my bra. I can. I'll leave it on till I right. go to bed. Like I don't have, right. I don't know that I feel that it's constricted. I mean, not always, not always. Yeah. And depending on what bra it is, sometimes it can hurt. You know, like it will rub under your boobs or something after a day walking around. Mm. But no, I'm not. I'm not a big like. I've never been a person who comes home. We've had this conversation about putting your soft clothes on when you get home or whatever. Yes. I'm not a big. Oh yeah, you don't do that, no, do you? No, you do, don't you? 
I do. You um, whip it off as soon as you come whip it off. Door. <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, straight off. Can't bear it. Really? And when mm. you're on a weekend, do you put it on if you're just bumbling around? No. 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 But see, the thing is that for me, you live in a house, right? So you have, like, you, you don't have the um, added... Um, pressure of some of like bumping into somebody that lives in another apartment when you're going to the laundry room or something like that whereas no, in my that's block true. of units yes. uh, sometimes I'll go down to do the laundry without a bra on and it will just it just terrifies me that I'm going to bump into somebody I know I mean I have a top on obviously yes <laughs> I just go down topless and hope for the best like laundry day clothes <laughs> naked oh I didn't realize I wasn't supposed to wash what I was wearing as well <laughs> oh dear Okay, right, well, so it stays on and mine comes off. <laughs> all right, off you go. <laughs> so I'm just going to go take all my clothes off and put it in the washing machine. So I'll speak to you next week. That sounds lovely. Thank you. <laughs> Come to the PDAs and tell us when you take your bra off, you know. Yes. I mean, not, as, not like actually at the time. That as you do. you do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just in a general sense. Um, and yeah. we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us, Lisa. Thank you, Claire Isaac. <laughs>